Hello, this is Nick Hood, pastor of the Plymouth United Church of Christ, located in the heart of Detroit, very tip-top, the medical center area of Detroit. And today I'd like to talk about Vashti. Some may pronounce her name Vashti. Vashti was a queen of Persia. She was a queen of Persia. There's some debate as to whether or not she was actually Jewish or Persian. Uh, but she was a queen of Persia, and her husband uh, made an unusual demand of her. He had a big gathering of all of his uh, leaders, and on the seventh day, in the book of Esther, the first chapter, it tells us that the king uh, had a dinner, and uh, he was drunk, and many of the men who were there with him were drunk. And he called on his wife Vashti to come and dance for him, wearing her crown. There's some debate as to whether or not she wore anything else. Matter of fact, some people suggest that he actually wanted her to date, uh, to dance naked for the men. And she refuses to do this. And because she refuses to do it, uh, it creates an uproar among his uh, royal leaders. Uh, his royal thinkers who helped him think through policy thought that this was a terrible thing and that not only was it an insult to the king that she refused his request, but also that uh, when word got out throughout the kingdom that other men uh, would suffer because their wives would take the example of Vashti or Vashti and say, we don't have to follow the direct orders of our husbands as well. And so the queen, uh, the king is uh, advised to depose the queen, to get rid of her, and find a new queen who will be more um, observant and willing to do what he asked her to do. And that next queen who is uh, called upon is Esther. And uh, a little later, uh, in a few days, I'll be talking about Esther. But for today, I want to talk about Vashti uh, and or Vashti. And uh, I want to share some thoughts. There are lessons from Vashti. One, she was a woman of character. Two, she was a woman of principles. Three, she was a woman with values. And because she had values... Uh, she became a woman of strength. And for Vashti, or Vashti, her position as queen uh, was like a cave of security. As long as she did what was required of her, she uh, was safe. Uh, she was secure. But the minute she stepped outside of that zone, uh, she's out there by herself. And one of the biggest challenges in life is freeing ourselves from the cave of security. I don't know anybody listening to this right now uh, is caught up in the cave of security, but the cave of security is a basically uh, your safe zone. It's, uh, it's not necessarily your most productive zone, but it's your safe zone. The cave of security uh, is where you know what you're doing, uh, you're confident in what you're doing, you feel safe in what you're doing, and you just 
stay within that zone. You may not make as much money. You may not be as happy as you could be, but it's your zone. And um, you and I can learn several lessons from the character of Ashtai. One, uh, you do not have to do everything and anything somebody else asks or directs you to do. You just don't have to do it. Uh, and your decision-making, our decision-making, ought to really boil down to what do I believe in? What do I think is right? What do I think is wrong? And to me, the self-actualized person is the person who has a sense of what is right and what is wrong. The self-actualized person knows the limits of their own life. Um, in, in the, there's a Clint Eastwood movie where Clint Eastwood holds a gun to a guy and he says, a man has got to know his limitations. The self-actualized person knows their limits. They know the limits for their own life. And in life, there will always be persons who will challenge you to go beyond your limits. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times, I mean, the athlete is pushing herself or himself all the time to go beyond their limits. Um, you know, people in business, uh, even in the church, we push ourselves to go beyond the norms of conventionality, uh, we, to get beyond our limits. Uh, but there are also people who will challenge you to go beyond your limits in a negative way. And Vashti was willing to give up her position as queen to stand up for her principles. And I'd like to challenge you to ask yourself, what do you believe in so strongly that you would give up your house, give up your car, give up your job, give up whatever success you think you have attained in life? What are you willing to stand up for? And at every stage of life, somebody will challenge you to define what you believe in. The up and coming election is a question of core values and principles. And every voter will be asked uh, to challenge themselves. What do I really believe in? What do I believe in about a woman's rights? Uh, what do I believe in about states' rights? What do I believe in uh, in terms of voter suppression? What do I believe in regarding critical race theory? Uh, what do I believe in about uh, the truth? Uh, and, and those things that are not true. Uh, there are some men today who only look at women as trophies of their conquests. The, the king of Persia, Asuras, is looking at his wife as a trophy. He wants her to come out and dance, maybe even naked, but de definitely, uh, exposing herself in a way that she was uncomfortable with. Uh, she, effectively for the king was a trophy of his conquest and the modern men and women uh, should be able to learn from both Vashti and the king. Uh, we should learn that uh, everybody in life has limitations. Everybody in life ought to have a sense of standard, what's right and what's wrong. And I'd raise the question, what lessons will you take away from the story of Vashti? And, you know, let me tell you what I learned. One, Vashti was a woman of character, a woman of principles and values. Two, her husband treated her like a toy in a showcase. 
three, you and I should think every day about what matters most in life. Jesus Christ came to earth to show you and me what really matters in life. And I don't know how long I will live, but what I try to do every day is to live my life in faithful service to Jesus Christ, to try to make the most of this life, to try to do the best of this life. And you can't make the most or do the best unless you have a sense of how far you can go. And so that's the story I want to share with you. And I'd like to read for you now from the Bible so you can hear it directly for yourself. This is from Esther chapter one, verse one, where Vashti is deposed by her husband. It reads, this happened in the days of Asuerus, the same Asuerus who ruled over 127 provinces from India to Ethiopia. Now, let me stop right there. I mean, we're talking about the Persian Empire. Think about how vast that is, even in today's world. A kingdom that stretched from India to Ethiopia. And it reads, it continues, verse 2. In those days when King Asuerus sat on his throne, his royal throne, in the citadel of Susa, in the third year of his reign, he gave a banquet for all his officials and ministers, the army of Persia and Media, and the nobles and governors of the provinces were present, while he displayed the great wealth of his kingdom and the splendor and pomp of his majesty for many days, 180 days in all. When these days were completed, the king gave for all the people present in the citadel of Susa, both great and small, a banquet lasting for seven days in the court of the garden of the king's palace. There were white cotton curtains and blue hangings tied with cords of fine linen and purple and silver rings and marble pillars. There were couches of gold and silver on a mosaic pavement of porphyry marble, mother of pearl, and colored stones. Drinks were served in golden goblets, goblets of different kinds, and the royal wine was lavished according to the bounty of the king. Drinking was by flagons, without restraint, for the king had given orders to all the officials of his palace to do as each one desired. Furthermore, Queen Vashti gave a banquet for the women in the palace of King Asuerus. On the seventh day, when the king was merry with wine, he commanded Mehuman, Biztha, Harbona, Bigtha, and Abaktha, Zithar, and Carcass, the seven eunuchs, who attended him to bring Queen Vashti before the king, wearing the royal crown in order to show the peoples and the officials her beauty, for she was fair to behold. But Queen Vashti refused to come at the king's command, conveyed by the eunuchs. At this the king was enraged, and his anger burned within him. Then the king consulted the sages who knew the laws. For this was the king's procedure toward all who were versed in law and custom. And those next to him were Karshina, Shethar, 
Admatha, Tarshish, Meriz, Mersana, and Mekum, the seven officials of Persia and Media, who had access to the king and sat in the kingdom. According to the law, what is to be done to Queen Vashti, because she has not performed the command of King Asuriris, conveyed by the eunuchs? Then Memukan said in the presence of King and the officials, Not only has Queen Vashti done wrong to the king, but also to all the officials and all the peoples who are in all the provinces of King Asuriris. For this deed of the queen will be made known to all women, causing them to look with contempt on their husbands, since they will say, King Hazurus commanded Queen Vashti to be brought before him, and she did not come. This very day, the noble ladies of Persia and Media, who have heard of the queen's behavior, will rebel against the king's officials, and there will be no end of contempt and wrath. If it pleases the king, let a royal order go out from him, and let it be written among the laws of the Persians and the Medes, so that it may not be altered, so that Vashti is never again to come before King Asuras, and let the king give her royal position to another who is better than she. And so I'll stop there. That's in the 19th verse. And that sets the stage for later in the book of Esther for Esther to take the place of Vashti as the queen. Uh, It's a fantastic story uh, about a woman's self-determination, a woman's uh, pride, a woman's desire to know her own limitations and to stick to her limitations. And women today ought to be very grateful to Vashti for having the courage to stand up to her husband. But I would say also the women of today and the men of today ought to ask ourselves, uh, what can we learn from this story? What can we learn about a woman's self-determination, but also the limitations that we as men have. And so I throw that out before you. I lay it out before you. I want you to think about it. And uh, think about Vashti, a woman of character, a woman of strength, a woman of principles, a woman of values, a woman who was willing to give up her queenship because of her values and her principles. That's the word that I share with you today. I thank you so much for listening to this. And remember, I'm praying for you, and I want to share a little prayer for each of us right now. Let us pray. God Almighty, give me a sense of my own values. Give me a sense of those things that I really value in life, the principles that guide my life. Give me a sense, Lord Jesus, of what's right, what's wrong, how far I'm willing to go in life, and then help me to stand, stand with conviction, stand with strength, stand with a sense of what I really believe in in life. And then, O Lord God, lead me, guide me along the way, keep me from all harm, hurt, and danger, and lead me to the life you've called me to leave. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.